It's September. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. That October! <laughs> it's September, October. <laughs> <laughs> September 97. Uh. I was in some sort of tunnel. A huge ball of fire was coming toward me. It engulfed me, I started to burn in the fire. This is Emily Dalton. This is Colin Detmar, and you're listening to Bottle Crow episode 13 for October 17th, 2015. September. You correct? I said September before, and you said it was October! I was just joking. <laughs> you're the worst! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to correct you. I was just like, October! Oh, I hate you. Uh, one. I thought that sounded weird. <laughs> oh, alright. We're all drinking pumpkin spice lattes here. I can I mean, hear the fire crackling. You could do that in, like, January. The pumpkin spice lattes gotten out of control, but not as out of control as people. That's a stupid conversation. We're a podcast about Dota. We talk about Dota here. It's Dota time. Dota time. So, how are you enjoying 6.84? Haven't seen very much of it, as I have only just started playing Dragon Age 3, and I'm deep in there. Oh, you've seen a fair bit of it. This patch has lasted for 139 days at this point, I think. Oh. Yeah, alright. That's actually what I'm getting at. This is the longest, like, it's a tie at this point for the longest time period for a major Dota patch. Crazy. Um, I mean, on Dota 2. Dota 1, of course, had some longer periods. But, like, in the other runner-up, I believe, there's a two-way tie between, I think it's 6.80 and 6.83, a.k.a. ho-ho-ha-ha. <laughs> so, it's... Like, I haven't had a turn on this patch like I had on 6.83, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm ready for some things to be addressed. I'm ready to not see so much Bloodseeker. I'm ready for Storm Spirit to be a little less dominant. And I... Lashrak, and Gyro. I've got a list. Let's hear the list. That Those four are pretty much the list. <laughs> no hate for Alina? No, I haven't, at least in the games I've played, down in the cesspit. Uh, which we should talk about this week. We meant to last time and forgot. That's true. Um, That's true. I mean, I guess since we brought it up now, I sort of, I had a phase of thinking about how, like, the, the games I play with you, like, people talk about being in, like, the 2K or the 3K trench, right? Oh, friend. <laughs> right. That's That's exactly, I was like, you don't even know what a trench is. And eventually, like, I was like, well, no, there's still, like, 3K, eh. 2K, there's definitely a trench there, right? 3K, I still feel like that's a little harsh. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that the trench is not the bottom. At, if you think about it as being like a World War One trench, right? At the bottom of the trench is mud and water. And it's dead a rats. Cesspool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cesspool is at the bottom. And the cesspool is what's really hard to get out of. And that's my place of business. Yeah, like, the cesspool where, like, you have just five carry teams almost every game, where people, like, pick, like, you see so many pudges down there. (laughs) 
vision is such a novelty. And, like, if you pick a support, no one is willing to let you help. Yeah. As you know, I've recently decided that what I really love are incredibly beefy, muscular supports. Like, support Sven is my current obsession. Or trying to support with Spirit Breaker. Because, yeah, I, um... Playing Dazzle in the cesspit is very sad. And I love to play the, what, the hard support, but it is, is, yeah, you just... They're kind of based on teamwork, and then people don't, don't work with the team. Not so much. So. Then you get left alone in the safe lane as Dazzle, which I'm sure an excellent player is fine with, but I, you know, often have trouble with the spirit breaker. I mean, the thing that always drives me crazy, I mean, I, I think I think you've heard, the thing that drives me the most crazy about playing in the cesspool is detection. Yeah. It's how no one ever gets any detection ever, and I just want to... It just drives me insane. Like, I, we played a game where they had Weaver, Clinks, and Riki. And no one bought any sentries or any dusts or any gems. No one, or of course necro. But not a, a lot of people don't know about Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Like lo, that low down, I don't. I'm not mad at them for not knowing about Necronomicon. But like, for God's sake. The plus side is when you're supporting in in the cesspit, and when it's going good. Like if you are the person who throws down a sentry, and all of a sudden they can see that bounty hunter who was sneaking off. Like your team can get so confused and excited. It's really special. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And occasionally you get people who are at least... Who... who They still don't know very much about the game, but they know enough to tell that you're doing something weird that is magical. <laughs> and they're just so grateful. And that can be kind... But that's pretty rare. Well, and I worry... I should clarify. This makes it sound like I think that I am better than the cesspit. I am not better than the cesspit. Uh, my mechanical skills are pretty bad. I don't game enough because I have... A lot of life outside of Dota. So, mm-hmm. five games a week, I'm just not that good. So, I'm not better than the cesspit, but I... Well, you may not have the executional skill that is a lot better than the cesspit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm pretty sure you have the knowledge, and you certainly have the the tactical understanding of, like, of like the concept of farm positions and stuff. <laughs> I'm aware that there's a mini-map. Yeah, you know, I have I have a couple strengths, but yeah. also significant weaknesses. <sighs> I don't know. It's been a really weird time for the game. Like, we're in between major tournaments. The The reshuffle is basically done. The new major hasn't begun yet. Um, we've fully made the switch to Dota 2 Reborn now. And as pretty as it is... It's kind of been a nightmare. I've heard some wild stories. Tell us a couple. Okay, I mean, just the bugs have been really incredible. Um, there was a bug so that if there was a coach on your team in a match-made game, the coach could spawn basically heroes that were training dummies. <laughs> and you didn't get any experience or gold for killing them, but if you were Pudger Silencer, you got stacks of your buff. Nice. So I saw, like, I mean, I didn't. it didn't encounter any games that I played because I stopped playing Dota for many days because I was scared of all the bugs that were going around. <laughs> um, but, like, you see, you saw, like, videos of, like, a Pudge with 400 stacks of Flesh Heap. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it's amazing. Just, yeah. Um, 
there was a bug where some players in the game would, after several minutes into the game, simply lose control of their character for the rest of the game. Oh, whoa. Um, and that one's been fixed, too. Uh, there was a bug where a, a Phantom Assassin who was wearing their Arcana, if they killed someone and left that little sword gravestone, mm -hmm. that would block neutral camps. Um, mm. I don't know, there there have been weirdness with hitboxes. There have been just a lot of really strange issues. When I played, when we played uh, last night, actually, I mean, this is such a minor thing. But, like, I was playing my Phantom Assassin Arcana, and I noticed that there was just a pink, like, the way the Arcana looks, it's sort of like your, your a PA's skin is sort of, like, partially not in reality. Mm -hmm. And spots where you would be able to see through her skin and there would just be nothing there, you could see sort of through the middle this, like, beam of pink of a missing texture. And it was only when you, you know, really looked at it. Like, in the middle of a fight, you wouldn't notice it at all. But it was kind of weird. Uh, I played a game with former host Johnny earlier today. Um, and there was an invoker on the enemy team. And every time he did EMP, afterwards there was a little, like, flashing pink orb on that spot for the rest of the match. Whoa. Like, it's just... It's really, really buggy. And I don't, like, I don't know why they felt the need to push it live. Maybe they just, like, they weren't getting enough bug reports. Mm. Maybe they were like, people aren't aren't reporting bugs fast enough, we're not iterating fast enough, let's force people. I can believe that. But it's pretty unpleasant, really. I don't know. <sighs> the other, uh, the only tournament-related thing that's caught my eye recently has been the uh, Elimination Mode tournament that is being run with... Uh, I believe Sunsfan and uh, Cinderin and a few other people, of course. And the idea of that is that um, so they're playing mostly best of threes. I think they said the finals will be best of five. Um, and after every game in a set, the heroes that were banned or picked in the last game are off the table. So, like, if you if you pick Bloodseeker in game one, no one can pick Bloodseeker in game two or game three. If you ban... Uh, Wraith King, he's never coming back again. So, like, the, just the roster gets smaller and smaller as you go. But also, it's not Captain's Mode. So the first game I saw of this, someone was playing Earth Spirit. <laughs> and I... We get so few opportunities. Like, everyone always talks about how broken Earth Spirit is, and how if he was in Captain's Mode it would be a nightmare. And I always wondered if they were just kind of blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, they were not. It was really... It was really terrifying. Like, at one point, the Earth Spirit um, saw a tusk going in, like, heading to go into Snowball. He blinked up ne next to him, used Agonims to turn him into a remnant, and then kicked him into his team. Jeez. And then, uh... The, his team rushed in to try and help the tusk. The tusk got out. They lost three people in the process. Wow. The people they are they were going to try and initiate on lost no one. Yeah. Any oracle? No oracle that I saw, but I didn't get to watch very many games. Mm -hmm. So, I think I mean, oracle is a tricky one. I feel like I mean, I feel like there's more ability to accidentally screw people with oracle. 
That's true. And I don't... I don't know. I feel like Oracle would be really good in sort of a matchup-dependent way. Mm. I, I, I do think maybe he's a little too good for Captain's Mode still, but I don't think it's as broadly like, no, just pick him, as <laughs> it is with Earth Spirit. Still, the idea, the Elimination Mode idea, I like. Because uh, I hate seeing the same people picked over and over again in tournaments, so... Yeah, yeah, me too. And I really like... I guess we'll go ahead and get into it. One of the things that, like, I know you and I both really appreciate a good Bat Rider. <sighs> Bat Rider's a really fun hero to watch. Yeah, he girl, just, I feel yeah. Like, I feel like he does good, exciting things for the game, besides me just liking his design. Um, Although, to be clear, I love his design. Yes, yes. Um, and I feel like with the current meta, like, it keeps... Someone else made the observation, which I have repeated because I thought it was smart, was that what keeps happening is uh, Batrider gets nerfed, and there's a new patch, and everyone's like, oh, Batrider's junk now. No one plays him. The patch plays out, people figure out who's good, then they figure out, figure out how to counter who's good, and things kind of get stable, and then the pro scene at the end turns back to Batrider, right? And that's happened several times, and it doesn't seem to be happening in a 6.84. Yeah. It seems like he's finally nerfed him enough that Batrider is not coming back. Um... Calamity. And he's going to be our uh, our agonims of the week this week, but also we don't think that's enough. He needs a little buff. In talking it out, it's like we need to give him so much that the ags would be mandatory. So instead, yeah, because that was I mean that's the problem as I see it is that like if you want to give him an agonims to make him viable. This is a hero who, at least in a, in a pro comp lineup, to be viable, already needs a blink dagger and a force staff, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, four point five thousand gold right there. That's oh. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So it's it's adding another four point two on top of that, making it like a nearly nine thousand gold investment for this character to be viable. That means he's not viable. So, yeah. the thing that we've agreed upon is that we should change uh, Flaming Lasso, his ultimate, to be ranged, and when he uses it on an enemy, he blinks to their location and lassos them. Boom. Now, I'm sure a lot of you out there are very smart. You know that this would make this hero really, really good in ways he wasn't, like, he always needed to wait to farm that blink dagger before he could really do very much. And now he wouldn't need that at all. And also, if he had the ultimate up, you couldn't... Like, he could do it mid-fight, even if he'd been hit. Mm. Um, balance issues are not so much... Like, we do our best to try and make something that's not blatantly overpowered here. But we're also not a QA department. I like to we're think ideas big. People. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, Imagineers. I, Not I'm sure legally. that's copyrighted. <laughs> Is that Disney? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so, obviously there are some balance problems with that, and if someone important were to like that idea, or if other people thought that idea was interesting enough to explore, figure out the balance stuff. We don't have it all figured out. And write in. Write it in. That would be great. Our email address is bottlecrow at gmail.com. I believe it's... Bottlecrow Podcast. Is it podcast? <laughs> yes. It's podcast. Bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com. I always do that. Um, 
and we'd love to hear from you. We'll read, you know, interesting stuff on air. Um, but that's sort of our jumping off point to talk about the agonyms. Um, and we both came up with different solutions for what a Batrider agonyms would be considering this change to his ultimate. Would you like to go first? Sure. Mine's really simple. Uh, it would add effectively a haste rune to Firefly whenever he's using it. Gotta go fast. I really, I love stapling extra mobility onto heroes, and I think it would give him a chance to really uh, get around to be a terrifying initiator. Mm-hmm. And for uh, people who aren't well-versed in the mechanics of the haste rune, the way it works specifically, it boosts your movement speed up to the normal movement speed cap, which is 5-2-2, and it also applies a status which is in-game in mechanics called haste, which is also, by the way, on Shikuchi, um, and a few other things, where thing like abilities that would slow you do not you can you cannot be affected by movement speed slows gotta go you fast would, you would still stop if you were you know like nightmared or stunned or anything that like locks you down but you're just gonna blow off any slows <sighs> how about you colin so my idea i had a lot of ideas and i thought a lot about them and they were a varying complexity and finally what i settled on is just that I think I would like a small vacuum effect on the lasso. With mm. Agonyms, when you cast the lasso on someone, it would have a small AoE around the target, where if there were other enemies nearby, they would be dragged in and pulled along. I like it. It's kind of going into Enigma territory to a degree that's maybe a little much, but I don't know. I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah. <sighs> it's you can pro guys can probably already tell it's going to be a little bit of a light week. Just not much has happened in Dota. Please buff um, Batrider though. Please buff Batrider. Please please nerf Gyrocopter and Bloodseeker. Please. Um our prayers to Ice Frog. <laughs> you, we're going to go straight into Fan Fiction Corner, I think. Oh man. So I decided to take it a little light this week because I am working on an 84 chapter fan fiction for our next episode, ideally. Oh, you're writing one for us. That's exciting. <laughs> man, I would never make it to 84 chapters personally. There's no way. Um so I found a, a pretty short one that is a different style than I've attacked so far. It's entitled Another Dota Fan Fiction by Wiega. And um I feel almost protective. This is a, well, bless your heart sort of fan fiction. Um, it introduces the character very early on. My name is Cheyenne. Cheyenne Raj. I am a 17-year-old high school student. People say that I look adorable, but I haven't seen it. I have a combination of white and black hair. Everyone thinks I have dyed my hair. But that's not the truth. My hair has been that way from the very beginning. Even my eyes have a strange combination. My right eye is red and the other eye is black. I am average height. Maybe these are all the reasons I am getting picked up often. Um, I find this story so sweet. Like, I just want to give the author maybe like a hug and a noogie. Um, so, he hasn't gotten super far in yet. I don't know whether this is finished. It's not marked as finished. I don't know whether it's been abandoned. Um, it's a couple years old. But the first chapter involves Cheyenne fighting a bully. Um, he's just, uh, well, Joseph, 
He is a fat, good-for-nothing guy, and I am getting picked up right now because I just said the same to him. The sentences are very short and utilitarian and have some small misunderstandings of English. Um, you know, the sort of thing when you, you don't read a whole lot, you only speak that you could misunderstand, you know. Um, sure. Like intensive purposes kind of stuff. But uh, one of my favorite bits, come on, freak, fight me. Joseph was determined to punch me. Girls were staring at me. They wanted their adorable cutie pie to get beaten up. Like, I just find the story very sweet. So um, our intro comes from this because as he's about to get punched, I was in some sort of tunnel. A huge ball of fire was coming toward me. It engulfed me. I started to burn in the fire. And then I opened my eyes. I felt strange. I had a feeling like I was not on Earth. What what does that feel like? I guess I'm on from Earth, so I wouldn't know. Well, apparently you what? open your eyes and Omni Knight has some concerns about your capability. <laughs> oh. um, so really, the rest of the story is he has a conversation with Crystal Maiden and Omni Knight. Um, yeah, they... they he mentions that he's going to use, for character descriptions, he's going to use a mix of Warcraft and Dota descriptions because he hasn't seen all of the models in Dota. Um, mm. But beyond that, um, well, Crystal Maiden explains what's happening. Let me explain, the female said in her sweet voice. And he uses female and male, but I really hate female used as a noun outside of a scientific context. It just comes off kind of wrong. So... little, little creepy. Yeah. But as, as we've established, this guy is not, not a wordsmith. So. Not a wordsmith. There are two races trying to win a, win a war that has been going on for almost thousand apostrophe S of years. The two races are the Sentinel and the Scourge. No, the Scrudge. The Scrudge. <laughs> the Scrudge, alright. We both have been fighting an endless war with countless lives lost. Every five years, God sends a being from another dimension to help us in assisting in the war. And what gets me there, you might guess, is every five years, God sends a being from another dimension to help us in assisting the war. It's capital G, God. I don't know that Crystal Maiden and Omni Knight would agree about what God was God, and I I actually believe the author means the Judeo-Christian God. So, um, yeah, they, they let him know that he is here to fight, and this will be, this will be my last... Uh, my last ex excerpt, but, um, so will you help us or not? The male asked. First of all, I have no idea how to fight, I said. Second of all, just sent me back. We can't do that. This is God's wish, the male said. Just freaking sent me back, I cried and fell down on my knees. <laughs> it turns out that he's an orphan. Anyway, I really, like, it's not very well written. It's not... There's not really much plot at all, but I kind of love this story. It's just so sweet. It's try. It's it's like a puppy with three legs, um, and it doesn't take very long to read. It's like fifteen hundred words. So if anybody's interested, you should totally check uh, fanfiction.net for this one. It will not take you very long, and it is. It is. I can let you know that we have hints of techies. So that's fanfiction oh, corner for this week. Man, this, so this guy was a real prognosticator. Oh, well, he is he is using some, uh... Actually, you know what? I just decided it was techies. We only hear that it's an explosion. I think that's my personal bias, and I have to apologize. I mean, techies existed in Dota 1 at that point. Yeah, so. what I was gonna say, he's talking about Warcraft, and it's like, but wait. It doesn't say explicitly techies. That was me. Hmm. I'm hoping for Who techies. Knows, <laughs> hmm. 
so we'll go ahead and roll into our, our lore of the week. Um, this week we're going to be tackling a, a, our... I was going to call them our aquatic trio, but really we have more than three aquatic heroes, and perhaps we'll get into that another day. But for now, we're tackling, tackling Naga Siren, Slardar, and Slark. Um, at first glance, it's hard to see what these three have in common besides their, you know, watery nature. Um, Naga Siren and Slardar, it's pretty straightforward. Those two used to work together. They are members of the Slytherine, and their job basically was that they were on guard duty. They were protecting a vault of artifacts. Um, and the Slytherine are an underwater race. They're sort of like a... You know... it. Naga Siren is still Naga Siren, and she was Naga Siren in, in Warcraft 3. And in Warcraft, Naga is a race. Mm. And I'm really not sure how they got away with not changing that one. Um, I think it's a more general fantasy race also. I'll double check. I guess that's true, but she looks like... Exactly... Like a Naga. Like, they didn't... They polished up the model, but unlike, say, Venomancer, they didn't make creative modifications. It really is just the same model looking nicer. Um, though I guess she has a more friendly face. Naga and Warcraft 3 kind of look like assholes. Um, anyway, um, Naga Siren, or Slithice, which is her name... Oof. Stick with uh, Naga. Failed in her duty. She was, uh, there was an attack on the city, and she helped drive them back, but when she went back to her post, which she had not abandoned, but, you know, the, in the in the course of the fighting, she sort of ended up moving away from her post, and when she came back, some of the treasure had been stolen, and she was banished until she found the single stolen golden chalice and returned it. Bummer. So that is currently now goal. She wants to find it, she wants to return it, and she wants to be reinstated. Um, Slardar, on the other hand, did a good job, because he's not incompetent, <laughs> and he's just a good guard, basically. Yeah. It's never really made clear why then he's fighting in the Battle of the Ancients and not on guard duty, but, uh, mm -hmm. Slardar is, that is actually his name. He is Slardar the Slytherine Guard. Now, the way Slark plays into all of this is at first not entirely clear. Um, he is Slark the Nightcrawler. He is sort of a little piranha man. And he broke out of an underwater prison known as Dark Reef, where basically the uh, Slytherine kept the, the worst criminals that they had, right? And if, you're, if you break out of there, they send you to double Dark Reef? You don't break out of there. You don't. Uh, the most famous attempt that was ever made to break out was by what was known as the Dark Reef Dozen, which was a group of 12 people, extremely powerful criminals, who made a, made a plan in secret. They planned forever. They killed anyone who found out about it and then finally struck it and to break out. In the process of escaping, 10 of them died and two of them were just brought back to jail. Yeah. And what they didn't know was that there was a... 13th member of that group who was a little unofficial. Slark found out about their plan and just sort of quietly tagged along and used them as a distraction. And he is currently the only person to have ever escaped. Yeah. The way he ties into this whole narrative is that he thinks Naga is the prettiest thing he's ever seen and he loves her voice. 
What? And he actually no, has a wait. super he actually has a super adorable crush on her. Like all his lines are really cute. But loves her voice? This is where the reality falls apart for me. She sings. The singing That's... is fine, but the first time she says <laughs> how does he not just run for the hills? Uh Quote, don't listen to the critics, Naga. I love your voice. Oh, wow. Oh, that is kind of sweet. So we have a theme going with the fanfiction corner, too. Yeah. Whoa. Isn't it great? He's really just a sweetheart. Um, except for what he says to literally every other person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Those those three are our, our Slytherin-associated friends. Uh, perhaps later we'll get into two others, which would be Tidehunter, who is, of course, of aquatic origin. And surprisingly enough, Sven has a connection to the sea as well. What? But that's for another time. Oh, you're killing me. For this week, however, I think we're going to call this a podcast. It's Um, a podcast. I would love to have more to talk about next week. So don't be shy about writing in, sending us emails or tweets. Uh, we are at Bottle Crow on Twitter, and the email address for sending any emails is bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. We have a, you know, a page on iTunes for podcasts. You can write a review, recommend us to a friend. Um, it's the only way that we ever get any word out is by people telling other people. So, um, let's see, our, uh, our intro music and outro music is from the uh, Harmonies of New Bloom music pack for Dota 2, which is made by uh, Reddit user Pomodi, and we're super grateful to him for letting us use it. It's really a, a wonderful, wonderful piece of work. I only bought it recently. It's really beautiful. It's great. It's, re- it's really nice. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. And I, In two uh, weeks. Two weeks. Yes, that's how that works. So this was kind of a light episode, and I'm gonna we're gonna pull out all the old stops next time and all right or or some of the stops we're gonna pull out some stops. several stops a plurality of stops thanks everybody thanks we'll talk to you later bye